on episode 17, we bring back our rating scales for movies and TV shows. Not only entertainment that came out this year, but also some OGs and even some that came out within the recent years sprinkled within there. You'll figure out what to watch, what not to watch, and what shows or films to not not watch. So without further ado, this is Nathan and Kale's Rating Scales. 2021 TV shows and movies. Let's go. Partying. Masturbation. How to find love. Being 5'11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically just a podcast for the people. A lifestyle podcast. You can play it anytime. Think about it. You can't bite down on something. You literally bite up. What? What? This is a podcast for young adults, university and college students, and anyone else who wants to listen to a couple of relatable delinquents who talk about life. I'm not horny, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Minimal Filters. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Shoddy. What exactly is a Shoddy? Well, if you don't know by now, the Shoddy is the first of its kind. It's a functional piece of jewelry that also works with a shotgun necklace. Shotties are affordable, dual-purpose necklaces with a multitude of designs. Go right now to their website, theshotty.com, that's T-H-E-C-H-O-T-Y dot com, and order one. Use special discount code MFers, that's capital MF, lowercase E-R-S, for an extra 10% off your order. Job well done from his cave. Our, from my dungeon back in Indus, Alberta. This is the first ever remote episode of Minimal Filters. Um, I'm in our apartment myself while Kayla's elsewhere. Kayla, would you like to tell everyone why? Yeah. Where and so, why are you where um, you are? First of all, where I am. I'm at my parents' place back in Indus, the place I grew up. Um, I've been going back and forth between this bedroom, which is like a spare TV room where I can just basically watch fucking 12 hours a day of tv and netflix um between this room and my bedroom and then the bathroom because i my parents aren't letting me out into the hallway or the kitchen so they've been bringing me meals and water for the past five days because yeah i got covid um first noticed fucking symptoms i guess on christmas eve and then christmas morning i tested positive so no christmas for kale and no new year's for kale so it's been a sad end to my 2021 yeah, you uh, put a spin on my Christmas as well because I had to get tested, obviously. So I spent an hour on Christmas Day at Urgent Care just getting tested. Oh, so sorry, um, man. <laughs> yeah, I came back negative, which I don't know how that's possible based upon the fact you tested positive as well as some of our friends did. Yeah, everyone um, in Calgary's got COVID right now, it feels like, yeah. except for you. But I'm just built I'm just built different. That's just the well, reality. You already, had, you already had it, so maybe that's, you're already immune to the antigen. I'm just, the I'm just built different. That's just the way it is. Um, how, does it <laughs> feel to, how does it feel to get COVID, though, like, when it's not cool? Like, it, Honestly, I, yeah. This is like, like COVID. This is like pity COVID now. It's like I'm getting it just to be everyone else. Yeah, like the life cycle of COVID, like, it started as, like, like if you got COVID at the very beginning, it was like, holy fuck, like you got COVID yeah. like at the beginning in like, you know, your, your April 2020 area. And then around mm-hmm. there it was like, holy fuck, you got COVID. You're like, you're fucked up. And then it went through a cycle where it was fucking cool. It was like, holy fuck. Like, oh, sick. Like you got COVID. Like you're one of the few people. And now yeah. it's literally at to the point where it's like, come on, man. Like you actually got COVID. Like, like when, when you got it, Bales, it was kind of like, holy shit, Bales could die. We should go and like send him a care package. And then <laughs> when I have it, it's like, dude, Kale's faking it. He doesn't yeah. have COVID. <laughs> every every cool. person who has COVID right now is faking it. I think that's the reality. Um, 
before we get into our movies and TV shows, I just want to quickly shout out this. Her name's Lorna J um, on Facebook. She posted on the Calgary buy and sell page. Not sure why um, her exact message was hope you all had a Merry Christmas. Did you all remember the reason for the holiday season? His name is Jesus followed by four <laughs> exclamation marks. So thank you, Lorna, for that reminder. Uh, how does that make you feel, Kale? as a, you're not Catholic, are you? I'm not, but I think the one episode we talked about how like I'm not like a steady believer or not a believer. I'm just kind of neutral. I think stuff like that, that's one of those things where it's just like quit trying to preach your religion on Facebook. You know what I mean? Like yeah. go do it on your own times. I'll, I'll never ever be mad Facebook. at someone for for their like whatever their beliefs are. But as soon as they try to preach it and like make everyone else kind of fall into them yeah like into their rules and stuff like that it's like come on there's nothing wrong with people's religions i find my biggest thing in regards to that post is the fact that i'm on calgary buy and sell page looking to try and find some cats <laughs> to adopt and i see this shit like yeah i'm trying to look for free cats right now on facebook and go to kijiji man kijiji has all the free cats we all used right. to my neighbors and stuff even like here we used to always get free cats just like for mousers to put in the barn and eat all the mice but then the coyotes would kill them so we're basically very nice. feeding the Yodis. Yeah, very nice. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to start off. We're just going to rip off movies to start off. Yeah, we're um, doing movies to start. And, our and rating scales, Kale. Yeah, quickly. Kale, quickly go. Obviously, the majority of people know at this point what they are, but just go quickly what they are. Okay, our rating scales, one through five. One being the worst is shitting pants, which is easily the worst thing ever. Do not recommend. Number two is anxiety, which sucks, but you'll get through it. Three is lukewarm water, which is the most average thing ever. Four is happy hour, which is always a good time, but don't sell your soul for it. And five, which we all love, is peak climax, which is worth dying for. Easily the best experience yeah. possible. We all which know a couple of these movies are. We all know peak climax is worth dying for. Let's be honest. Well, um, some, of, some of us know. Yeah. So, like I said in the quick intro, we have movies that came out this year um as well as some tv shows but for the i'd say about we're half and half half are things that came out this year and then the other half are ones just kind of like some of our favorites or ones that people told us to watch um so without further ado uh our first movie which you can find on netflix is red notice uh a movie starring ryan reynolds dwayne the rock johnson and gal gadot but like let's be honest kale like for me I clicked, I'll be honest, I clicked on the movie because like the three leads are just three gorgeous human beings. Like, I'll be honest. Yeah. That's why I initially that's, watched That's what it. I wrote down too, man. Literally. That's like, I, I, I said, like, the, I think the cast for this movie was the main thing that brought everyone's attention. Because like you said, you got The Rock, which is probably the, well, obviously he's attractive, but one of the top American actors right now. You have Ryan Reynolds, who is the top Canadian actor right now. And then Gal Gadot, who's just, everyone knows her. She's, she's beautiful she, women on planet Earth. Yeah, the way and Gal Gadot looks is probably, like, if I ever saw Gal Gadot in person, I think I would be so intimidated to even be within, like, a 10-feet radius of her. Like, I wouldn't even get near her. I would be so I would, afraid. I wouldn't know how to act. I, I'd, I'd probably, I, like I said, I would just probably run away. I would probably run away. I mean, honestly, I'd be like, I can't be in this area. I don't deserve to be in the same area as this woman. Um, all right, for me, the movie... It wasn't like, obviously, most people clicked on it because of, you know, just gorgeous humans. Um, but for me, there was a lot more than that. There was some great twists. There was really good action. 
And like by far my favorite part of the movie was the banter between the rock and Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Their, their back and forth that they had within the movie were like, they were fucking phenomenal. They had me belly chuckling. Like I was like a 50 year old dad, I'd say not 60, but 50. Um, Yeah. No one had a 60 year old dad. Except me. Cause I'm just that (laughs) special. Uh, What else you got on the movie? Um, Yeah. I basically said that it felt like it was almost like they, they, they weren't even like running a script. It was just so natural. It seemed and like their banter back and forth seemed like it was actually something that the rock and Ryan Reynolds would do like, in their personal lives between one another. Yeah. Um, I think that the cast was perfectly like each role was played perfectly. Even uh, um, what's the one actress's name? Ritu Arya, who was like the de- inspector, like the detective, I think she was um, even her, like it was perfectly, perfectly rolled. Um, and yeah. I think it like the mixture of comedy and action is exactly what you'd expect from these two actors, Ryan Reynolds and the rock. Yeah. Um, and just like from start to finish, it's just, you're engaged. Uh, I've actually watched it twice because it was fucking amazing. And I nice. wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, but yeah, I think it's one of those movies where you'll get exactly what you'd expect from, from the, from the character. So I also quick note, you know, like back in the day, like there was like buddy cop movies. Like it would be like, yeah. you know, it's kind of like a buddy cop movie, but like okay. next level action. Like it's yeah. like the banter between those two is literally just, it just seems like they're two cops that like, got put together like their partners but they didn't want to be together and then next thing you know it just turned out really well like the um, other guys yeah quite literally um yeah. for me i gave it a 4.5 out of 5 um cool. i was entertained the whole way out and like that's really all i can ask for a movie and i also laughed a lot um but a 5 for me is extremely prestigious uh when it comes to tv shows and movies so i'm going to leave it at a 4.5 out of 5 yeah, see, I had the I had the exact same rating. I also had a four point five out of five. Um, and one thing that I did for all these movies and shows, bales that I'll just kind of say at the end if I feel like it is, I looked at the Rotten Tomatoes rating as well online. This one has a thirty seven percent somehow only. Yeah, I think it's just because we have greater superior, like greater no, taste that's what I'm saying. than critics. I think that people should use our ratings instead more of Rotten Tomatoes. On- Hundred percent. Yeah, especially you know what you know what really bothers me is uh, the ratings IMDb gives a lot. They don't really give like really good ratings to a lot, except for like the exceptional like movies that win best film of the year, right? Yeah. No. So for anyone listening to this, the thousands of tens of thousands of millions people who listen to this, um, this is going to be your new go to for movies and TV shows. Like we just know exactly how to rate things. That's just the reality. Um, we don't miss either we don't miss. yeah we don't miss uh next one kale it's called don wall uh yeah, kale, so you can take the lead this one's mine here uh so i watched just i watched this just the other day when i was home in isolation uh it's a documentary about the first two individuals to ever free climb the don wall which is the most difficult face of the infamous el capitan in yosemite uh tommy caldwell and kevin jorgerson uh, are the two who climb it and the whole based of the reasoning as to why Tommy originally wanted to be the first to climb it is because he needed something to like take his mind off of heartbreak. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if I would personally, a natural, a natural breakup story. You get, you get <laughs> yeah, broken up like, with a girl and you're like, I'm going to go climb a mountain. This <laughs> is what you do. Person to ever free climb. <laughs> this um, is what you do. It's man. Like this is, it's so good. And like documentaries can be hit or miss depending on like, I mean, lots of things, but this one is, it just, from the very start, you kind of almost like create some kind of bond with the main character. Like you want him to be successful. Yeah. So 
I mean, like, yeah, we're going to save some spoilers in these. Um, we'll try not to as much as we can, but just the ending of this is just so relieving. And there's a lot of crazy, like, moments that almost make you, like, jump out of your seat, like, holy shit. Because it's a documentary, right? So they're filming this stuff live at the time, and anything can go wrong. He's literally on the fucking side yeah. of the mountain. So it's it's insane. Um, did you watch it, Bales? Uh, no. <laughs> I got yeah, I was that- busy. No, that's fair. There's another um, one that you watch here that I haven't either. So I'll, yeah. I'll just so what what do you give the Don Wall? I give it a four point seven five out of five. Um, four point seven five. Yeah, four point seven five. Getting really specific a, with these. Yeah, nine point five out of ten. Ninety five percent. I'm giving it. Um, All right. Again, I I suggest using ours. Rotten Tomatoes give it a one hundred, which I've never seen before. Yeah, that's nuts. One hundred. Don Wall, very good documentary. Apparently, I wouldn't know. Uh, we'll move on to probably the biggest movie of the year. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home. I still have it written as Spider-Man in my notes. Thank you, <laughs> Kale. Uh, whether you're a Marvel nerd like myself, which is for the record, the only time I'm ever a nerd, um, yeah, sure. or if you're just a casual movie watcher, I think you will genuinely love this movie. Um, you'll love it a lot more, obviously, if you're really into the Marvel movies and like the whole cinematic universe and whatever. But it, overall, it was a great film. Um, there was, you know, all the emotions you felt during Endgame. It's basically, you'll get those. You get all of those throughout this movie, which quite, I didn't expect at all. And I, I'll be honest, I was close to shedding a tear. I didn't during uh, Spider-Man. I did during Endgame, obviously. Who didn't? Uh, duh. Um, but it was honestly like action, um, a lot of good, like funny lines. And then if, any, if you've watched like any of the Spider-Man movies, like trust me, it's worth going to. Um, I have to give it, I have to give it a five out of five. It's probably going to be my easiest rating I'm going to give for this entire episode. Um, and it also just reached $1 billion, like in gross revenue. Um, and that's the first movie, first movie, holy first first movie to do that since the beginning of the pandemic. So Spider-Man basically brought movies back to the theater. You can say movies are back. Movies are back. So I don't know if honestly, man, like. I hate to be the person to say this, but I feel like movie theater experience will never be the same. No, I, I also agree with that statement, but I feel like movies like this show that like people are going to go to theaters when a huge one like this comes out. So yeah, that's, that's fair. But yeah. like a lot of movies, like even like think about how many new movies are just like Netflix owned where like, that's the only place you can watch it. Same as like prime. There's so many more movies being released on platforms as opposed to out in the theater. Yeah. That's so just, this is the world we live in. Um, we're in the we're in the middle of the streaming wars, as they say. Um, I'm Speaking not really of sure. Wars. Wow, really good, really good one. Uh, yeah. Next movie called Tomorrow War. Uh, I think it came out 2020 or t- early 2021. Um, yeah. It's available on Prime. Uh, it's basically Chris Pratt in his like niche role that he's been doing lately, where he's like a serious action guy, but obviously throughout the movie he goes back to being his funny and comedic yeah, self to loosen the mood. Like the reality is, is like he's kind of you know the Rock is just like a pure action star now. Same kind of thing where like he's got a little bit of comedy, but Chris yeah. Pratt is like more serious, but he still has comedy in every role he ever like. He's, it's the same role he's ever in. He's it's basically like, the White Rock. Yeah, there's this like one guy. He's like a side character in like every single movie and if you look at like his imdb movies like i don't know the exact name 
I'm obviously paraphrasing, but like his character in every single movie is like Louise or something. And he's like, if you go through his IMDb page of things he's appeared in, there's like 15 like different roles he was in. And all of them, his name was Louise as a side character. I see one like that too, where it was like Hector. It was a guy in Breaking Bad. Yeah. It was like Hector, Hector, Hector. Every like movie. Badass yeah. Hector was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, Back to Tomorrow War, those fucking alien things that they were fighting throughout the movie. They actually scared the shit out of me, I'll be honest. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, and the it white did have, claws. Yeah, the white, <laughs> the white claws. Very good advertising by the seltzer company to do that. They definitely planned that. <laughs> yeah, they were 100%. like, they were, they contacted Prime and they're like, can you just name these fucking things white claws? So that way everyone like thinks of us immediately. Um, yeah, it did have a decent twist in it that I personally didn't see coming. Uh, Kale, do you want to give you a rating for the movie? Yeah. Um, well, I didn't, I didn't even fucking get to talk about it, but whatever. Um, the only thing I really had to say about it was that it was, I think it was honestly extremely overhyped. Like it was all you saw on prime for like a month yeah. before it was released. Yeah. I it didn't, was good. Yeah. But yeah, I'll get my rating. Um, I give it a three out of five. Uh, I, again, it was good. But I was just—it was just overhyped for me. I was kind of excited the whole time, and like, yeah, a lot of shit did happen that was really cool. And like you said, there's a really cool twist, which we're not going to spoil what it was because it was actually a really big part of the movie. But uh, yeah, three point five for me. It was three point five. It was lukewarm. So I I just went with a three out of five. Um, no, sorry, that's what I meant. Three. Out of you five. went three. Okay. So yeah, it was just a solid action movie. Like if you're just looking for a movie to watch and you can't really find anything, it you'll you'll be entertained if you do watch it. Um, there's really not much more to it than that. Like you said, it was, I wouldn't say overhyped. I would just say that they advertised the shit out of it. Like they did. I think it was on, I think they advertised on the Super Bowl and shit, even maybe like back when, like last year. I don't know. I, I remember yeah, it was like on some sure big advertisement. So, uh, yeah, it was only like advertised for a whole entire year almost, dude. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. So it was decent, but nothing special. Uh, next movie, Free Guy, which is available on Disney Plus. Um, I'm just going to say, I, I genuinely love this movie. Um, it did a great job at owning exactly like what it was going for. Like it didn't take itself too seriously at any point throughout the movie. And like, that's a mistake that a lot of movies end up making is they try to intermingle like a balance of seriousness and comedy, but some of the best movies just own the exact tone that it should be. And this movie just owned the tone of being a fucking goofy movie that had really cool action. So. Yeah, like I, I honestly, so I highly, highly recommend. Um, such a good plot. It's kind of it's a unique movie. Like there isn't really much out there like this one. So Guy is Ryan Reynolds' character. He's an NPC player in a video game, but through some like tech and shit that we don't know. But like he becomes like his own kind of artificial intelligence brain, um, and like he he gets like feelings and has all this other stuff that the other NPCs don't, which is again a really cool concept um yeah it just follows kind of the just like the character arc in this in this movie is fucking unreal i think yeah yeah no it it did it it did what it was going for perfect perfectly yeah. sorry and 100%. that's like that's all you can ask for a movie like the, some of the worst movies that have flopped like some of those like uh like the justice league movies like they tried going for such a dark tone but they yeah tried true. mixing in this comedy and it's like it's like you have to go for a certain tone and just stick with it. And this movie stuck yeah. with just being fucking ridiculous. Uh, so my rating is a 4.5 out of five. I can't give it a five, but it perfected exactly what it was going for. So I also gave it a 4.5 out of five. So that's fucking awesome. We're on the same page there. 
90 percent overall from us for free yeah guys. so definitely definitely go watch it yeah next movie uh an absolute og no doubt about it uh step brothers basically it's, uh if you honestly like this was when we put our ig poll um asking for like movies that you guys recommended this one obviously it's an older one but like three or four of you said to like watch it and rate it um if you haven't seen step brothers yet i don't know where where the fuck you at yeah i don't know what the fuck's wrong but, with you yeah go watch right now honestly if you're on vacation which everyone still is go watch right now it's two middle-aged men who become stepbrothers after obviously one's mom marries another one's dad and you basically got to watch them battle it out until they become best friends and it's yeah. like it's, yeah it's fucking it's good from start to finish because yeah. it's fucking just like baylor said it's, it's like free guy where it stays on the same kind of like tone the whole time and it's just fucking yeah ridiculous. first off thank you for explaining how step families were kale how yeah, I mom... just to make sure people don't know <laughs> yeah yeah thank you yeah. uh yeah honestly you can like i've probably seen it like probably a dozen times and i could still laugh at it like um some of the best line one-liners ever like like the one like i have a few written down i have like why are you so sweaty i was watching cops uh robert better not get in my face because i'll drop that motherfucker or yeah. My my one of my favorites of the movie is Hey Derek, you know what's good for shoulder pain? If you lick my butthole. <laughs> one of my so favorites good. is is when they're he's sleep talking. He goes, "The clown has no penis." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, such there, a good like, film. But there's there's a there's a hundred fucking one liners in that movie. Yeah, that you just oh, yeah. So the re- yeah, like, a true masterpiece of a comedy film. Don't ever doubt it. Five out of five, easy peasy. Uh, what do you got? Go five. I gave a five. Sure did. Okay. Awesome. Um, the next movie, Don't Look Up, uh, the one that just came out on Netflix. Um, did you watch this one or am I taking the lead on this one? This is this is your Don Wall. Okay. Okay. So Don't Look Up. It's got Leo DiCaprio, Jonah Hill, a bunch of other actors, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, for me, it does such an excellent job at making fun of America. Um, it And it actually, like for me, it accurately, accurately portrays how America would react if a comet was hurtling towards earth. Like, like the fact that it literally showed that the president, everything cares more about money than they do an actual and their polls than the actual comet hurtling towards earth was fucking hilarious. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio killed his, uh, his portrayal of a nerdy scientist does yeah fucking kills yeah he did a great job like he played a nerdy scientist and he was so good at it and i was very satisfied with how the movie ended up ending um it wasn't a cheesy ending or anything it just ended probably how it should have um and jonah hill's character he played being a complete douche in the white house extremely well and he was fucking hilarious in it um i have i'm gonna give it a four out of five it's an entertaining movie and like i was genuinely engaged throughout um, it's not one that I would probably pay a VIP money to go, but for a Netflix original, as well as like one that you can throw on whenever it was a very entertaining movie. So I would recommend don't look up. Um, do you think that, um, like, I don't know who directed it or produced it, but do you think it was kind of like a little shot at the current American government? If you kind of, if you kind I don't, of how they were like, no, I think it was more of America as a whole, like kind of like how like how money really drives the country and morals and everything doesn't how that's how really oblivious they are to the real world yeah that's really deep thoughts but it was there was a, there was a lot into it and then there was a funny like kind of mid-credit scene that was also fucking hilarious so i love that um check it out don't look up on netflix uh the next yeah. one uh 
Unforgivable, okay. another Netflix original. Uh, Hold on, Kale before I, you go, Ka- I'll, I'll, be quick, say, I'll be quick on mine. We're going to disagree on this one no matter what because you didn't even get I'll to start. the good twist, but you I'll go ahead. I'll start and then you can fucking fill it in. But yeah, so this was, and I'm not, I'm not calling, I mean, I am kind of calling you out, but you, so this one that you watched before I watched and you told me to watch it yesterday, I, dude, yeah. I started it and not just started, but I watched the first like 35, 40 minutes and that is just way too long for nothing at all to fucking happen. Literally not a single thing happened in the first 40 minutes. And I literally paused it, Googled it, read some reviews and not one good review. So I don't know if you were just fucking I, in some weird mood when you watched it. Maybe. I fucking give it a zero. Yeah, out of no. So like, it's about this woman who goes to prison who uh, she allegedly killed a police officer. But for me, there was a big twist that I didn't see coming that you obviously didn't get to. Nope. Um, I didn't shed a cheat. Wow. Didn't shed a cheat. Let me try. Let me try to this whole English <laughs> thing again. Um, oh, all right. God. I didn't shed a tear or anything, but like it did pull my heartstrings because there was, um, like I said, there was a big twist near the end that really, like, it really put the whole movie into context. Um, and I didn't see it coming. I would recommend it. I gave it a four to five, but you have to, you, like, unlike Kale and more like me, you have to like have an adult taste in movies unlike kale who just likes flashy no. things no man it's just like i was it's maybe because i've been fucking cooped up for fucking over 100 hours now in this room it's just like i was just waiting for something great to happen and i maybe yeah i should have waited maybe i'll watch it today and i'll get back to you but i fucking yeah. I, I much you know what, instead of watching it i turned to another tv show that we'll get into later but i'd rather watch something that i know is good then watch something that I fucking didn't even. I wasted forty minutes of my life watching it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, if you have, what'd you hour, give it? Hey, what did you rate your forty minutes? Zero. Okay, okay. Uh, that works for me. We're good. Like the whole point is, we're supposed to have a little like disagreement here. Um, yeah. So like, we'll just see who who trusts me more, who trusts you more. If people go yeah, watch it, like, like the reality more. is, is like if you trust Kale, you're wrong. If you trust my opinion, you're right. That's just the you reality. That's just the way the world I works. Think you should you should go with your heart, people. So can't you ruin that? Uh, the next some the next oh wow I skipped a, I skipped a beat there. The next <laughs> movie, um, which is also a Netflix one, is called Midsummer, but it's spelled Love it. It's Mid Somar. Uh, a movie we were told to watch by many people, but holy fuck, Kale! I wish I didn't watch that. Yeah, so this is like, so, this, yeah, like I said, this is one where I think two people at least told us they recommended this one, and I'm like, yeah, okay, fuck it. I watched so, it, caught me right away, caught me yeah. right away for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's yeah, it's a it's horror movie. A yeah, so up movie. I'm not gonna like you. Really, don't want to get into it too much. Like it's a it's a complete <laughs> horror movie, mind fuck. Like just, but it's not like here's here's the thing that really like made me kind of enjoy watching it i hate horror movies though so like this like i i could barely watch this but it's not like there was like paranormal activity or like you know like possession like ghosts and shit it was literally like just gruesome and grotesque and physical things occurred throughout the movie that made you literally go like what the actual fuck am i watching like if you think about it there wasn't a single point where it's like like there wasn't any like you know spirits or like shit like that it was literally just fucked up people with fucked up beliefs doing fucked up things nah, there was one scene there's one scene that made me almost fucking press pause and go 
for a walk and get some water to fucking clear my head. It was there was, just, there was honestly, one, one scene that scared me, but the rest of the scenes, yeah, it's just like, it's just, it's just mind fuckery, dude. It's just yeah. like, oh my God. I'm just like, it's one of those, it's, it's one of those movies where it makes you wonder if shit like this actually happens in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And it like, it wasn't anything like everything that happened in this movie could legit happen in real life. Like there wasn't like, like I said, there wasn't like some fucking ghost possessing someone and like just eating people or something like that. I don't know if that happened. Like hereditary. Um, okay. So I have two ratings for this. I have my personal rating and then I have my rating for people who like sickening movies for people who like sickening movies. It's a five out of five hundred percent. Like yeah. this movie does a great job at just like having your attention throughout the entire movie. Um, but for me, I gave it a one Oh five because it's not my cup of tea and I'm probably gonna have nightmares. So that's, that's fair. Um, okay. I just gave it kind of an overall rating. And like you said, I, I also don't like scary movies and kind of like cringy that makes you want to fucking squirm movies, but this one was different. I loved it. I fucking absolutely enjoyed it. It's one of those movies too, where like, it makes you feel like you're there sometimes as well, just cause like the soundtrack and like the emotions that they kind of give off you you literally feel them throughout the whole entire movie and i gave it a four out of five um it would be a five like you said if i was one who loved movies like this but i didn't usually except for this one so i'm gonna yeah. give it a four out of yeah five. despite like even for me like i hate those types of movies and there was points when i like genuinely like couldn't watch watch the screen but yeah. i i was like i'll say i was genuinely like entertained and except for the really really gross scenes I had yeah, like yeah. I was engaged throughout the entire thing. So yeah. uh Midsummer on Netflix, honestly, I would recommend it despite the fact I'm gonna have nightmares because yeah. you know, when I was a kid, I got nightmares watching Batman. So that's how bad I am at this. Uh, um if, the yeah, last... if there's one thing to take from this one, just if you don't like these movies, you'll like this one. So everyone yeah. should go watch this one regardless yeah. of who you are. Yeah, fair enough. Uh our last movie, and like we basically had to throw it in here. Like we basically had to, right? Like at the end too. Yeah. Uh Avengers Endgame. Um, if you haven't seen this yet, like what the actual fuck are you doing? Yeah, where are you at? Um, the culmination of like the 20 plus Marvel movies so perfectly wrapped up with a bow that is this movie itself. Uh, like, let's we, be we honest. Have said it any better. Yeah, let's like it did it it did the Marvel universe justice, it did everything perfectly. It made you, like I said earlier during Spider-Man, it made you feel so many emotions. I was one of those people who cried in the theater, not like loudly, but like a couple tears came out of my face. It's just what happens when you're in touch with your emotions and you're a real man. So how's that? Yeah. Real men cry. Yeah. Um, the, the, the one, the, I honestly, like you basically took the words right out of my mouth for when it comes to what I had to say. The one thing that I'll say about this movie that I wish more movies did was no trailer. There's movies they nowadays. Gave, yeah, right. They have fucking movies nowadays have like three minute trailers, man. You can literally watch the whole entire movie in just a trailer. Well, that's With because this, there was not one spoiler, not one trailer, nothing. Yeah. And I was so happy. Well, they gave tra there was there was a trailer, but the, it didn't show anything really. It just showed yeah, like the not people a in it. Thing. Um yeah. but like here's what I was thinking is basically every Marvel movie before was a trailer. How's that? Because it all led to this. It it did. Like um Five out of five. Don't even hours of don't don't try to tell me otherwise. This is a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. Don't question it. I give it uh, a five out of five. Okay. Uh, TV shows. Kale, do you have to do a quick ad read before we get into our TV shows? I do. And our TV show side of this segment is brought to you by our friends at Good Under Pressure. 
Are you sick of having to stare at unwanted graffiti or vandalism in and around your community? Well, say no more. Good Under Pressure has the best graffiti solutions on the entire planet. Their eco-friendly products work on numerous services and help get them back looking better than ever. Check out their website over at goodunderpressure.com, spelled exactly how it sounds, and click Request a Proposal. Good Under Pressure. Not only their name, but the way they sponsor podcasts. Very well. Uh, good thing we didn't have to redo that because I really don't want to edit this. I, this Zoom shit's fucking hard. Also, I really hope that I've been muting myself. I blow my nose a couple times, and I think I was able to mute myself so people didn't hear how gross it is. But if I didn't, I'm sorry. Thank you, COVID boy. Uh, no problem. All right, TV shows. Our very first TV show, Ted Lasso, which is available on <laughs> Apple TV. Uh, I'll, I can start. I want to start here. Because I was I was one of those people who, when the first two seasons came out, I heard about it. I heard about how good it was, but I was never intrigued enough to actually watch it. But as soon as you and I started watching it, Kale, I literally couldn't stop. Like this, Dude, we watched we watched it all in like three days. Yeah, it like the entire show like it makes you laugh, and it created characters that are so down to earth and real that you literally feel every emotion that they're feeling, like. Yep. For those of you who haven't seen it, like this is your sign to go and watch it because like there's no way you'll regret it. You will at least like at the very least, you'll laugh at these cheesy ass lines that this TV show executes so well. Or you will honestly like you'll feel for these characters and you'll like cry and you'll like I felt everything that these characters felt. Every single character was nuts. I've never felt this way about a TV show. I mean, honestly, no, like it was so in the last four years of new TV shows, this one's definitely my favorite. Um, like I said, you and I binged it in like three nights, I'd say, um, the perfect cast, each character is perfect in their own little way. And one thing I, I did not know going into it is that it would make me cry. And I'll admit there's probably three or four times where I, 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 I left the couch with, with tears in my eyes. Um, yeah. every single episode ended on like a cliffhanger that made you want to watch more, which, which we did. Um, and yeah, just Jason Sudeikis, hell of an actor. It's won so many awards, and it's honestly worth getting an Apple subscription just to yeah, watch this show. I, I had that. I was going to say, like, if you don't have Apple TV, get the free subscription, binge out Ted Lasso, and then cancel it. Because this show itself is so worth watching. Um, I give it a 5 out of 5. Uh, on top of everything we've already said about it, it actually does an excellent job at addressing, like, current world issues as well. Yeah. So let's go with that. Like, it's truly yeah. phenomenal. And the owner of the f- soccer team itself might be the hottest smell from the history of TV history. In she the history is, of TV her, history. Her, and I'm not trying to sound like a fucking dick, stereotypical piece of shit, but her body is fucking in. <laughs> you do, but I think she's just gorgeous all around. <laughs> and her accent too. Like, yeah. I've, I've legit never, I've, like, like I said earlier with Gal Gadot, if I saw this woman in a room, I, I don't think I would run the other way because she seems more innocent than Gal Gadot, but I would just stare at her the whole time. Just she stare. Like royalty. She does. She is like, if, if you don't want to watch it for, you know, the humor and the emotions, you can at least watch it to see probably the hottest MILF in history. I wonder um, how old she is. I bet she's like 52 in real life. If I see her in person, I'll probably give her a chance. Like I would let her talk to me. You'd, so, you'd, you'd give her a chance. You know? I'd give her a chance, man. Uh, um, one, one last thing I have about Ted Lasso is that there's also little like army men as a symbolism, and I literally have one above my door. So I'm just a huge fan. You can yeah. just tell through and through. 
next show, Flight Attendant, which is available on Crave or HBO Max. Um, stars. I'll go first. Yeah, you can go ahead. Um, so this is, I believe, this is the most recent show you and I have watched together. Um, if you're scrolling on, on is it, was it Netflix or Prime or Crave? This is Crave or HBO Max. Yeah, right. So if you're scrolling Crave or HBO, don't let the name and the cover of it fool you. This is more about murder and crime than anything else. And Kaylee Cuoco, or whatever you pronounce your last name, so goddamn hot. And she like she's just like she plays it so perfect as well. There's a couple like what the fuck and like I didn't expect that moments in this show that are absolutely insane. Um, one thing that I noticed about this show is that lots of times in shows and movies they'll drop little kind of hints um, about what might happen in the future like the kind of foreshadowing this one did a good job of not doing a single ounce of that yeah every single like kind of oh my god moment you had no chance of ever knowing that was even possible like, yeah it was just it was such a uh jo- job well done by the from the producers and directors of this tv yeah show. very good yeah i like that description um i haven't seen her in anything since the big bang theory like legit Me nothing either, i think so when yeah. i saw her in this she did like she played her alcohol alcoholic flight attendant very well yeah. um it was basically one of those murder mysteries but like the murderer was there the entire time right and then that's yeah. how murder mysteries work like they it just ends up being the person who you didn't think it was the whole time um yeah. My one knock on it was they kept doing those flashback things throughout it. I didn't like those. Like I thought it just kind of killed the flow of the rest of the show. That um, is fair. It, but I feel in, like it was kind of hit or miss. That yeah. Flashback. But in the long run, like looking at it, it did help the show and the character, like the character arc of yeah. uh, whatever fucking name was Kaylee. Um, very. It was a good show. I'll give it a four to five. You will enjoy watching it. And there are some times but there are times when you're watching it that you want to grab your phone or something or, but it is very good. And the twists are phenomenal in it. And any show that has twists throughout it, that like, those are the shows that just grab you in. Right. Yeah. And so it's only one, it's just one season. Um, I personally think there's going to be another season, the way it kind of ends. There's so lots kind of left unsaid that we didn't really understand. Um, aside from being an intense show, it kind of also covers and highlights the issues of like substance abuse and alcohol addiction. Which again, Kaylee Kuko did an outstanding job, and I would not be surprised if she gets nominated for an award with this show. That's how good it is, and how outstanding of a fucking actress she, she is. nominated for the nails. Yeah, the, the Claylers. The, the, yeah, the Claylers. The Boostins. Sorry, uh, you can go ahead. Just give me a rating. <laughs> Boostins isn't bad. I, I gave it a four point five out of five. Nice. Ninety percent from Kale over here. Very good. Very good show. If you guys like. I hadn't heard about it. And then my parents like said, they just were scrolling on there and they found it. And it is a very good show. So if you haven't heard about it, check it out on Crave or HBO. Uh, Our next show, which is available on prime is called the boys. The boys. Um, It's not like, obviously the name, the boys you'd expect it to be about a couple like douchebags like us living in an apartment and making a podcast (laughs) or something. Um, It's actually our show. (laughs) It's a documentary. Um, But for those of you who haven't heard of it, which I'm sure like a lot of you haven't, it's entertaining as fuck. Like it is literally if you mixed the Avengers with like a Quentin Tarantino movie, yeah, right? Like there's, there's bloody, true. there's gory scenes and it's fucking hilarious. And um, as someone who obviously, like I said, like I like the Avengers, I like superheroes in general. They just fascinate me because I basically am one in human form. Fuck. Um, 
<laughs> I liked it because of that aspect. And um, it also just, holy man, my mouth is just like really like, like wet today. So I keep saying like Ooh. too many letters. Ooh. Got a wet mouth is that too though? much information? A little bit. That's okay. Uh, I was going to say before I decided to speak gibberish. Um, one of the great aspects of me of the show is it of the show. It does a phenomenal job at displaying like corporate America. Kind of like how I said, like, don't look up makes fun of America. This does a great job at showing like how business really works and like how much power money has, especially in the States and how literally America is just a movie and a TV show in itself. And it translates, yep. it translates our real world problems and uh, like everything within our world when it comes to money and power, it translates our like real life situations into this superhero, superhero ran world. There we go. Fucking right. I, I like that. That was a good. Um, so yeah, this is a, one of those shows too where like it took me it took me a while. We didn't watch it together. Well, we did, but you watched it your second time while I was watching my first time. Um, it took me a while to watch it, um, even though you and a couple other buddies like were trying to convince me for like over a year. I literally thought it was just another knockoff superhero movie that was trying to like copy the Avengers or any like other Marvel superhero, but I was completely wrong. It's fucking hilarious. And the first 10 minutes will hook you. Yeah. Um, it, I, to me, it kind of almost feels like it's like a, a parody of superheroes in a way. Cause yeah, it's they're, they're suits. That's what they're called, but they're not like their typical superhero save the world kind of thing. It's, it's a different knock or like a different kind of perspective on superhero films. So I think yeah. it's honestly, I highly recommend it. Um, you won't be wasting your time if you decide to watch it. it. Everything happens, or like 10 different things happen in one episode. Uh, I give it a 4.5 out of 5. Yeah, that was my exact rating. Um, I didn't give it a 5 because like I didn't really have any emotions tied to it. So that's why I didn't give it a 5. But if you love dark humor or superheroes or basically anything along, like if you enjoy Deadpool, the Avengers, or anything like that, you will absolutely love this, like guaranteed. Um, our next one, probably the one that came out, I think it's our TV show that we watched that has came out the most recent, um, is true story on Netflix. Uh, it stars Kevin Hart. And for me, it is by like, it's, I don't really know if he's done non-comedic performances. Like I really don't know if he has, but he did a fucking stellar job at it. Like he was, he basically plays himself, but in a different universe, I guess. And from the moment, like you watch that first episode and from the moment, that that end of the first episode happens you didn't want to stop watching like i literally did not want to stop watching as soon as that first episode happened i was like what the fuck happens from here yeah absolutely um it's yeah so i it's i get a lot of respect for kevin hart in this one because like like you said it's not really comedy at all yeah there are obviously some funny things that happen that make you laugh but it brings a whole new perspective on how good of an actor that he really is i don't want to say it's predictable by any means but like i said earlier I enjoy looking for those little kind of hints where you can see and predict things. Um, I did see the end coming in this one, but it's even if you kind of see it coming or not, it is so fucking phenomenal. Um, and yeah, we watched this in probably like three nights. We watched like one up ep two episodes at least a night. So I think there's maybe eight. So maybe yeah. we watched it like four nights, but one week it took us to watch. Yeah. So yeah, for me, like you said, you saw the end twist coming. I didn't. Um, but each episode, if it felt like there was a new twist or a new obstacle that he had to like yeah. get through to get past it. Um, and in some shows, like in some shows, if you 
provide too many twists or obstacles, the show gets messy. But yep. for me, it did like the perfect amount. Like it, it felt realistic enough. Everything that happened felt realistic enough to be like, holy fuck. And I told you this when we were watching the show, I said that all the emotions that Kevin Hart felt like I was feeling like whenever he like was going through like those anxiety attacks or whatever, like I was starting to like feel anxious because yeah, I was like, like, Oh fuck. my God. Fuck. Yeah. Um, I will go, I'll go with my rating first five out of five. Um, I saw the ratings on it on Ron tomatoes were not very good. And I was like, what the actual fuck? I saw that too. So people are obviously, once again, don't trust actual TV show and movie critics. Trust us. So yes, trust us. Ron tomatoes gave it a 60 percent which is fucking bullshit i gave it a 4.5 out of 5 one last thing i'll say about this is that yes obviously kevin hart mainly every show he's in he's the main character which he is in this one but it has such an incredible supporting cast that was i think honestly more important than what kevin hart was to this show the supporting cast and this was absolutely fucking phenomenal yeah it was good i if you haven't watched it i would definitely recommend and it's an easy watch it's only a few episodes the first yeah. one the first episode is an hour but then the rest are only like around 30 to 40 so it's an easy watch minutes, yeah, yeah. Sure. uh so that's true story on netflix our next one is succession and probably let's be honest it's probably the like I feel like if you haven't heard about it, like until this season, you've heard about it by now. Yeah. Because I didn't hear about it until the new season started coming out. And I saw it and I was like, okay, I'll start it. But for those of you who haven't like seen it, like, I don't know, like all I have to say is go fucking watch it. Yeah. Like so, I, yeah, I'll keep going here. I'm just going to, I just finished season three. And remember when we watched, we watched the season two finale together. Yeah, And that season finale was by far my favorite season finale of any show I've ever watched that season two ending and season three matched it. Like it literally really? the season three finale matched it. And the main part about this show is like, I'll be honest, there are boring scenes and there are times that you grab your phone and you like, you don't watch it, but this show makes up for it with every single twist that happens and the unbelievable dialogue that is consistent through every single episode. Fuck yeah. Um, I'm glad you said most because I'm still not done it yet. I've watched season one, season two. I just finished myself yesterday. And like you said, season two, the finale episode was where you were watching it in our apartment. I was just sitting there kind of watching it. And then I'm glad I watched that scene. Cause it fucking hooked me in like four minutes. And I'm like, I'm going to start it today. So I've been watching it ever since, uh, it took me, actually I was watching it pretty slowly cause I was busy with school and the finals and all the other shit. But this is like, one of the shows where I can truly say I hope or just wish this is my life yeah, when I'm like mid thirties. Yeah. Like it's being that rich, we don't have to worry about basically anything except for fucking, I guess, sexual allegations and all that shit where people <laughs> we are trying to fucking get you canceled. But um, there's about yeah, there's one main character, but there's about seven technically main characters in my eyes, which are all so unique in their own way but perfectly correlate with one another where it's like one big fucked up happy family. Yeah, no, I had like, I had the actors as a note and they were like, they were honest. Every single actor in this plays their part perfectly. Yeah. Like, like, like I, I, every, I couldn't think of any other actor yeah. to play their role. Better. Yeah, no. And like, like you said, they all are so different in their own ways and they all have such fucked up personality. Like they literally all have fucked up personalities in their own ways, but like, it's, it's different fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and but it is so like I said, there are points where you're like, oh, like nothing's happening, and then all of a sudden, this absolutely wild twist happens, and then you you can't stop watching. Literally. And like like I said, it might be slow at points, 
but I have to give it a five out of five. It is like truly a unbelievable show. So go fucking yeah. watch it. So and like, like I mentioned earlier, I kind of hinted when when I stopped watching Unforgivable last night, I just went right to Succession because I knew it's just every episode's fucking good. But yeah, I just started season three, so I'm excited. But I five out of five for me. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 98, but we give it a hundred. So yeah, we're so better than we're, Rotten Tomatoes. we're right again, right again. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes just doesn't understand what's going it's on. It's a must these. watch. Succession yeah. is a must watch. Yeah. Uh, the next show, probably one of the most popular during the pandemic, especially season yeah. one, uh, Outer Banks. Uh, would you like to take the lead here? Sure. So. Okay, maybe I, I know I just said success. Fuck, succession is the one where I wish it was. There my we life. go. But Outer Banks as well. Like I wish I lived this life in like my high school days, like the life John B lives. Obviously, I know he's been through a lot because obviously he lost his father when he was young. But being eighteen year old fucking John B, and like the upbringing he had, or sorry, without the upbringing he had, is basically what I just wish. It was my that's my dream high school life. Mainly because he gets to date Madeline Klein, but that's just man, Utter Banks. Every single episode is just basically new. Something new happens every single episode. There's always something that's like, oh, what happens next? Unpredictable, I think. Um, I love it all around. I think it's a good show. There's a couple of things where it's like that doesn't make any sense. It's almost like the directors or producers got kind of lazy with a few things, or maybe ran out of time and wanted to like get it out before. I think maybe like the pandemic kind of rushed the filming of this show. So they had it out in time for everyone to watch it. Rush season two, you think? Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. So for me, like season one was by far one of my favorite shows, like during the pandemic and everyone watched it. Like everyone was like, you know, trying to buy clothes. Like we bought clothes that were like the same shirts that they wear kind of things. Yeah. But fuck for me, man, season two had way too many moments where it was so unrealistic for certain things to happen yeah man it and I, it it reminded me of how badly season two of riverdale ruined that show no i think it was season three riverdale the griffins and gargoyles whenever the griffins and gargoyles came in for that yeah but it didn't like season two didn't ruin it didn't ruin outer banks the way the whole griffins and gargoyles really fucked riverdale but like there was too many scenes in this fucking season two where I was like, there's no fucking way that actually just happened. Like there was a couple of scenes where they were, they were split up. Like two of them were split up from the other three or four. Yeah. Whole different States. And then all of a sudden they turn the corner on their bike and they run into each other. Yeah. And and then there was, there was the one where like the one guy who's basically coked out the entire season, he was like holding up that yeah, he was he plays a coked out teenager so well. I love it. <laughs> but he, I don't I I don't know if cocaine gives you super strength or not, but there was one point where he was holding this thing that apparently like you needed like a crane to lift basically or like a group of five people. He was holding it by himself. Yeah. And I was like, how did how did it go from we need five people to carry this fucking thing to him literally just on drugs holding this thing by himself? No, that's what I mean where I think that like the the producers and like directors kind of almost rushed season two just so they could get it out in time for the pandemic so everyone could binge it and they could get their views and their hours watched but they were kind of they got lazy with some of the scenes where it's just like they instead of taking 10 minutes to maybe add some more like realistic shit they just said oh that works and added it into the episode yeah uh okay so my rating i have to degrade it because of its last season same here i'm giving it a two out of five it would be lower if it wasn't for sarah cameron so i'm gonna be harsh uh, 
I'm going to be harsh. I, I did what I did what you did for Midsummer. I gave it two different ratings. Uh, I rated each season. Season one, 4.5 out of 5. Season two, 1.5 out of 5. You went all the way at 1.5. Yeah. yeah, honestly, I just so dog shit, man. I just hate it. Like, like I, they genuinely it did feel like they rushed it, but I just hate like so many. Like I said, just so many events that happened where it was just like, there's no fucking way that would happen in real life. Like there's like, literally like it literally doesn't make sense. It Like like you said, like they were literally like on opposite sides of the state. And yep. then there's the one scene where it shows the one group driving a car and the other group other group driving a boat so they somehow miraculously had a had a mission to the same city and then next thing you know the scene happens where one of them is running away from a person the other people are biking down the road or some shit on the exact same street it was like literally come on and I'm, Just, I'm definitely going to spoil this here but i don't really care for this show if i spoil anything but the one scene where um the dad is on his yacht and it blows up first of all he wouldn't survive that in real life no, no, second, there's second no way. All, the the graphics of the explosion, man, it's it's 2021. You can have <laughs> better CGI nowadays. Than that. <laughs> it was the worst explosion and the most unrealistic outcome I've ever seen in fucking cinematic history. Yeah, they cheaped out on that one. Netflix has to Absolutely. be better. Um, be better, Netflix. There is, I think they're making a season three, so hopefully they make it a bit more realistic here. Well, it can't get much worse. <laughs> Literally can't. Um, all right. Next show. Probably one of the most popular shows, especially in North America. Yes. Holy, that was a good voice crack. Um, Yellowstone, which is available on Prime. Um, everyone's heard of it by now. Um, and up until this latest season, almost kind of like Outer, Outer Banks. Up until the latest season, it was by far one of my favorite shows. Don't get me wrong. All the actors are still acing their roles. They're still playing exactly what they have to. They're... You know, Rip is still being Rip. Beth is still trying to seduce me through television. Um, they're they do their like they do all their roles perfectly, but nothing has happened this entire season. Like, am I am I wrong? Like, I've watched nope. Yellowstone for like seven or eight episodes now, and nothing's happened. Man, this season is literally Jimmy. <laughs> Every kind of episode has started with like ten minutes of Jimmy at the four six was ranch. So obviously something's gonna happen with him. Like the thing about this show. Like you said, it's it's the same as Outer Banks in the sense where the first seasons were so good, but this one kind of sucks. But man, it, any show that Kevin Costner is in, and just the the fact that this is, I think more more was put into this show than Outer Banks. I am still, I still have a hundred percent faith that something crazy is going to happen. Yeah, in the next hopefully the next episode because there's only been nine man, and nothing yeah. happened. So only room for one or two more before the whole entire season's over. Yeah, the um, like for me, the only thing, the only thing that that's happened the entire show is like there's people protesting. It seems like every episode, and then yeah. Beth Dutton is being a bitch to someone, and I get an erection. Like that's the only thing that is consistent throughout this show that I find. Yeah, she yells at her dad, and then she just turns us on the next scene. But there was Kate. Okay, can we talk about that one scene where she was in his bedroom? And I swear to God, it felt like they were gonna like make out or something. Dude, they were. He was right? really watching him change. Yeah, and it was so weird. It was li- like every like you knew their mom and dad in the show, but it literally yeah. felt as though she was like about to seduce her dad. And I was like, "Are we like we literally looked at each other like, are we about to watch them make out?" I was Loki hoping something did happen because nothing had happened before the whole. <laughs> but yeah, whether you like westerns or the like ranching lifestyle, or whether you don't, I highly recommend watching the show. Anyways, um, it's badass. Like it's just it's like a stereotypical badass TV show. Um, 
it's got such a cool way of showing how like how powerful one human could be. Basically, also money's involved. Um, it's Montana in a nutshell. Like season one and two is basically like the fight between rich ranchers and Native Americans. Um, and then fights. And then fights. Sorry. And then fights between rich ranchers and other rich ranchers. Basically, it's yeah. like what? It, yeah. Yeah. Which is um, Montana. Uh, yeah, literally. Rip Wheeler is probably one of my favorite characters of all time, other than like Tommy Shelby and uh, this other ones that we'll get into. But um, he is one of my favorite quotes of all time. It's fucking hilarious. He, he's just a walking quote, but he uh, has there's sharks and minnows in this world, Jimmy. And if you don't know which one you are, you ain't a fucking shark. Nice. I think that's awesome. Rip is just fucking his one liners. He doesn't miss, man. Does not miss. You're probably going to see a tattoo of a shark on my leg in the next couple of months just to remind myself. <laughs> that, that you're a fucking shark? Yeah. Uh, all right. My rating. <laughs> okay. I, the strength of the first three seasons will keep it up. So for now, I'm going to give it a four out of five. But for the love of God, like the producers and creators of the show, can you just make something happen? Like just a, I don't know. Like I just something happened. Yeah, something has to, man. Like, but you can't yeah. have a show with Kevin Costner and not have something happen. Yeah, so four out of five for me. I'll I'll rely on the first three seasons to give my rating for the show. So, okay, I gave a uh, I gave a three point seven five for this season, but five out of five for both the other ones. So overall, I'm going to give it like a no. Wait, isn't this the fourth? A, I think this is the fourth season. Is it or is this the fourth? yeah? No, this is the fourth. First one was Native Americans. Second one was the brothers, and then third season oh, yeah, they were right. fighting that corporate dude who was good looking, but he had like the stringiest hair ever. Yeah, the worst hair in fucking yeah, <laughs> you're right, looking fourth, dude. My bad. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think overall I'm gonna give it like a four point seven five. I still definitely highly recommend it because something's going to happen. Mark my word. Yeah. If nothing you're happens, first, if happens. nothing happens though, my rating goes down to probably a two point five because you can't produce like this popular of a show and then for an entire season you're like we're gonna make the plot basically them just doing nothing like um next one will probably be a bit shorter of a review because i haven't seen this show in a while um but we're gonna go with mindhunter on netflix um a twisted and dark fucking show um really it's about these two is it cia or fbi cia i think oh (laughs) i don't know i think it's is it FBI? I think it's FBI. No, whatever. It's it's CIA. It's, it's, it's some CIA. fucking guy who works for a government agency in America, but they're two guys who they interview serial killers. And basically it just makes you like they're trying to find out why serial killers do what they do and then find like patterns within their um yeah. the way they kill people, um, which is very yeah. awesome. Um I, I was engaged throughout the entire show when I was watching it, and the the fact that it's really big like they're all real serial killers. They're all real people and they're real life events that occurred. One of my favorite parts about the show is watching an episode and they interview a serial killer. And then I'll go look up that serial killer and find out how fucked up this guy actually was like the one guy, Edmund Kemp. You can literally go on YouTube and find Edmund interviews. Kemper. Yeah. You can literally find his interviews on YouTube. Like it's fucking nuts. <laughs> um, Honestly, like, yeah, it's a good show. Like, it, there was some times when I thought it was very slow paced, and there was a couple episodes where they didn't even interview serial killers. Like, they're obviously like trying to figure out. Um, it is a bit slower paced, but for me, it was engaging in this aspect where it does the based on true events very well. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, you basically nailed it. What I had was that it's 
yeah, it's like old murder and crimes. It's back in the days of like, uh, who was it? There was uh, John Gacy, Charles Manson, Richard Speck. Edmund Kemper was my favorite. And I, I think honestly, the actor who played Edmund Kemper won a award in his supporting role. Um, just, yeah, all around, I think it's great. Um, it's, it's about uh, the two guys who just basically use the psychology aspect to try to figure out the behaviors of these killers and why they do what they do. Um, I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. Nice. Yeah, I uh, will... It's not, not a documentary, by the way, but it's based on true events. So Yeah, no, I, I loved it. It's like, like I said, I was engaged throughout. Um, I'll give it a four just because of its slow pace. Um, but okay. like, w- it's very engaging just because of the aspect that it's based on true events, right? So, yes. um, yeah, that's good. Four, you were four point five, so nine point five out of five. So you should probably watch it. Um, our next show, probably one of the more popular ones, especially with our are we Gen X? Gen are we Gen X? Gen, Gen Z? We're not millennials. We're Gen Gen Z. I don't know, man. I don't know. It doesn't, it really doesn't matter But for like people around our age from probably the age of 17 to probably 35. No, way too old. 28, 17, 28. That's probably one of the most popular shows I would say. Sure. Is that, is that a fair age demographic for this show? Yeah. I mean, my, I think, I think my parents might've watched season one. I think they enjoyed it. Okay. Let's go fucking age 17 to hundred then let's do that. Um, <laughs> uh, the next show is you on Netflix. Yes. Um, I, me, not you, me. Me on Netflix. I hate that you actually had to make that joke. Uh, okay, I'll be honest. This was my favorite season so far, and I will tell you why. You're going to say the same thing I will, so I won't even talk for this one. I hated these new characters so much, and every single time it looked as though like uh, Love and Joe were in the clear, they would just kill another person. It frustrated me so well, but I think that's exactly what the producers were going for. Like They wanted yep. you... They not only wanted you to hate all these rich characters who won't eat gluten, but they wanted you to think that these main characters were getting out of every situation they put themselves into, but then they would add another problem to deal with. And that like, and in this case, the show's problem was another murder. It just doesn't, it just doesn't stop, which is also one of the best parts of the show is that just people keep dying left and right, which is very entertaining. And I'm not saying that because I like killing people. It's just an entertaining show to watch. Um, anyways uh yeah i think they did exactly what they wanted to with this season um the other two seasons were very engaging in themselves and this one was probably my favorite i didn't like the very ending i wish they went with a different direction at the very end of season three this was yeah season three but still a very good very good show very good season on top of the other two exceptional seasons so yeah uh yeah i agree i think all three seasons were done very well um I think that this last season, the fact that there was so many murders and deaths and they all happened right when these two people, which was obviously the main characters move into this new town. It's like, how do you not know? Like there's so much, so many like things that the other normal people and like the locals in the, in the TV show should have known. It was these two the whole entire time. It's almost kind of frustrating to that point where it's like, Holy shit, like quit acting dumb. But um, yeah. I think it's all it's it's good in general still. I think like you said, those annoying actors and actresses were there for that reason. Like they annoy you and that they're stupid, but it's like they have to be or else maybe like I just said, it'd be too predictable. I think like you said too, the ending, I wish it went the exact opposite than the way that happened. 
not going to spoil it because it's a pretty new show. Not everyone's watched it, but the ending, yeah. I wish it was kind of different, uh, different ending so that the next season could be completely different because I don't know what they're going to do next season. It's going to be the exact same shit for the fourth season. Yeah, and really the the main thing that drew you in with the show in season one and then obviously from then on is it literally showed you how easily it is to stalk people like yeah like that first season where yeah like that first season where he like was stalking the blonde girl or whatever like it legit made it look so easy where he found out all her information so easily it was nuts Mm -hmm. um and then on top of that there's just there's always good looking girls in it so you can't can't complain there um i have a huge crush on love she is and in real life she's only 27 um one funny thing i had was that love in the show was 34 years old and then that one kid is 18 so 16 years age difference in real life he's one year older he's 28 she's 27 and they're actually dating in real life so that's kind of cute cool um yeah i mean i don't really have much more it's just it is a really good show and it's one of those ones where it does end on cliffhanger so you're always like fuck i need to watch another one um, we I'll give it, it for sure. Yeah, I'll give it a 4.5 out of 5. This season up the show's level for me, but um, I know there are a lot of people who didn't think the season was good, but for me, it was honestly better. So, yeah, I give it a 4.5 out of 5 as well, Bill. So, 90 overall, watch it. Ron Taylor's given a 90 as well. So, maybe yeah, and I'm the are. thing is, is I feel like a lot of people have watched it already. So, um, I think so. One of our, how many do we got? We got two, two shows left. Okay. Kale and I's probably favorite show um, between the two of us. Um, we don't have to talk too much. Question. Yeah, we don't have to talk too much about how we love it because obviously we do. Um, but Peaky Blinders, which is also on Netflix. Kale, go ahead. Yeah, so this is an epic following of gangsters in the Irish-Romania origin set in Birmingham, England in 1919, which was And the show was perfect setting because it was several months after the First World War, which plays a huge part in this show. Um, Once again, like I said, for two other shows, this is a time where I wish I lived that life. Obviously, 1919, you don't want to be one of the bums or the poor people in that time. But the Shelby family, in this case, what they became, so awesome. The way they dress, the way they talk, the way they act. They literally kill people for fun sometimes, which is who doesn't like doing that. Um, Tommy Shelby is probably the we don't encourage murder though no, we don't encourage murder not. though we're going to throw it out there for our last two comments so I couldn't think of a better actor than Killian Murphy playing Tommy Shelby um, just be told they've the picture of the Shelby family has been my background on my computer for like two years now I also have a, on my door at home where I am right now I have Shelby Comp- Shelby Co Limited a sign on my door just because I thought I was fucking cool when I put that there um I'm I'm pumped for the next season, which should come out in the next few months, I think. Yeah, right? it should be. I think it's February or something. Um, me and so, Bales also dresses in for Halloween yeah. two years ago. So, <laughs> so for me, Thomas Shelby is probably my favorite TV character of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, so every move that he makes is so elaborate and so well calculated that it seems like the odds are always against him. But he pulls off these like big like moves or like big plays. I'm going to call them, I guess, but sure, big the, the odds are always against him, but the moves that he makes seem realistic enough to pull off. Like he pulls these yes. off and, you know, there's some shows where he's like, there's no way he got out of that. In this show, it seems like he gets out of all these moves and he moves himself up 
in the criminal underworld of England back in those times. And it seems realistic enough. And he has some of the best acting scenes I've ever seen in my life. Like I've like some of the scenes where he like gets really into his character are some of the best acting I've ever seen on TV. Um, and I'll be honest for those of you who haven't seen it and it is, it is a slow pace start. Like I, it took me until season two to really get into it. Like my first season, I was like, eh, you know, like it's decent. It's a show I'll watch. But as soon as season two and season three get going, I could never stop watching. And as like coming from me, coming from a person who didn't get right into it and now is in love with it, I would highly recommend it. So you have to really watch it to get into it. So, yeah, definitely. I, uh, I actually watched, I've watched this twice fully through. Um, the reason I watched it the second time around is so I could hopefully butt up right to when the new season came out, but I just binged it way too fast. I haven't done for like two months already. Um, the one amazing thing about the show is that like, it's so, like you said, it, it is so realistic. Like the things that he comes up with a lot of TV shows, if something goes wrong to the main character, the producers or the, whatever the creators could just be like, we'll just have him somehow just fucking everything's all rosy the next day. It always works out for the main character. But in this one, whenever something goes wrong, you actually see his character like develop and figure something out that actually works. Even if there's five things going on wrong at once, one thing he does fixes all those five. Yeah. It's so realistic. You it's see, so awesome. you see the downfall, like you see the downfall and it's everything about it seems like, holy fuck. Like if I was in position, like that's exactly how I'd, how I'd react. But then he yeah. comes up with some fucking amazing like decision that just solves all his problems. And I'm like, how the fuck did he come up with that? And it's Which also, obviously he didn't. It was the creators of the show, yes. obviously. But oh, boo. But another cool thing, too, is that, yeah, it's not necessarily based on true stories. But th- these are real people. Like the, the Peaky Blinders are real. Alfie Solomons, who Tom Hardy is, he is real. Al Capone's involved in this. Winston Churchill's involved in this titanic is involved in this everything it's, like in the what, time period that happened and they actually kind of incorporated the peaky blinders into the real world in 1919 yeah 1926. i can't remember what it's called exactly but it's like a fiction it's a it's like a fiction it's like a non-fiction fiction oh, show or something it's a non-fiction fiction show where it takes real life events but then it puts its own spin on how these occurred yeah and they I have, don't know like what you said, they have all these real characters like what's that one uh the fascist what's his name oh the fascist osmond osmond something yeah whatever his name is but yeah like he was a genuine like fucking he was basically a nazi like is what he was but he was in england um all right five out of five easy peasy for me top five shows of all time um easy easy decision uh last show probably the most popular show of all time globally let's be honest just as this podcast is, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, Squid Game. If you haven't seen it, what are you doing? I haven't seen it. Okay, okay. I guess <laughs> I'll take the lead then. Um, yeah. For me, like I loved it. I binged through it. Um, I wanted to see all the new games that they played within each episode and to see which characters were going to die. But I'll nitpick the show a bit here. Um, I wish the creator of the show didn't choose a main character for it because from the very first episode, like it obviously shows like the main character before he got into the squid game or whatever, or into the arena, I guess you could call it. Um, And from that moment on, you obviously knew this character was going to ultimately win, 
but I wish yeah, he would have gone with like a more complicated layout of the plot. Like I wish he would have like had a group of main characters where like he focused on each of them equally. Don't get me wrong. Like there is like other characters within the actual game itself that like it gives a bit of context to them, but you knew who was going to win the entire show. So I wish he started off by like having like a group. I don't know, like of like, you could even gone like only to like six characters. And then each episode, one of these main ones who you thought had a chance at winning were ends up dying. That's me nitpicking it because I obviously, I knew who was going to win in the end. Like I, and so like, I'm sure like, I'm not the only person who felt that way. Um, but that's just me nitpicking it. However, the show obviously was super engaging, super fucked up. And if you really like, you have to watch it. Like if you haven't seen it, like you have to understand like these, like the games itself, like you could literally in each episode, just skip to when they do the, the games that they play and it's worth it in itself. Like it's so fucked up. Um, well, that's the thing. Like, man, I've, I've tried actually, I watched the first two episodes with a friend probably like a month and a half ago. And then I just kind of never got back into it, but I've seen so much of it online where I almost feel like I have seen it. So it's like almost yeah. pointless for me to start watching it now when everyone else in the world has. Yeah. So me nitpicking it is just me being an asshole, um, obviously. But I, I, if you would have done that, I felt like I would have been even more engaged because I would have been like, okay, who, like which one of these people are actually going to fucking win? Because I knew who was going to win. Like, yeah. you, you know that based upon the first episode, who it focuses on. Um, but I like, that's me being a fucking asshole and a douchebag. Um, but I will give it a four out of five. You don't want to be that one person who hasn't seen it, Kale. So that's me, but I'll I'll be that person. It's fine. Okay. Um I'm okay with it. Great way to wrap up with me just doing it, I guess, because you didn't want to yeah. watch our very last show. <laughs> um, all right. Do you want to get in the shower thought of the day, buddy? Yeah, yeah. Little guy. Yeah, um well, I fucking hated that. Let me <laughs> buddy again. Okay, little man. Uh Great my pal. I'll go first here because it's not a special one. But I can also, I can guarantee you anyone who's listening to this within the next few days is going to relate to 2022 is literally in three days. Wow. What the fuck? Fucking shower thought, man. Yo, I didn't need to get into depth. Like this year, depth. this, I said depth. There you go. That's better. You're wearing a moose onesie right now. Shut up. Nah, you have proof? <laughs> I could take a picture Actually, right it's now. Literally on our Instagram story. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, dude. But like, seriously, like, I'm I'm ninety ninety eight percent sure that is because of COVID and like how we've obviously said this so many times, but since COVID hit, the years that have COVID have hit and gone by so fast and it feels like nothing has really happened. Yeah. And now it's already twenty twenty two and we're already back in this fucking nonsense where there's lockdowns and shit and everyone has COVID right now. Yeah, we you know you heard it here first. It's cool to have COVID again, right, Bells? No, you're in the you're in the not cool phase. Yeah, whatever. Um but that is true. Like this whole entire year, like whenever someone says, well, we had the boys over the other day and we were talking about, oh, last summer when we were at this place, it's like, no, that was two summers ago. It's like, uh, okay. What about like that last summer we were playing this? Like, no, yeah. that was two summers ago. Yeah. And like, we the thought whole entire. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's, it's a blur. Life's a blur yeah, when you're having absolutely. fun. Uh, go when ahead. I wanted to go first because I obviously, I know that wasn't really a lot of thought, but everyone's yeah. going to be like, damn. It is 2022. What am I doing with my life? So go ahead. Do you have any, like, do you have any New Year's resolutions kind of plan that you're not going to tell, but just keep I, yourself? No, I'll tell it because that way I get held accountable. I'm going to do dry January, so I'm not going to drink. So am I. So, so am I. I'm going to try to get back into my pristine shape, treat my body okay. like a temple for a month, and then go back to my oh regular habits. So see, I'm going to do that as well, but I'm also going to just try to be a nicer person. 
I think as you should that's pretty yeah, broad, that's, but that's a good one for you though, because I, you're an asshole. I've done a lot of people wrong in the past six months. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say who they are. They know who they are. They probably actually don't listen to the podcast anymore because they hate me, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to, I'm just going to try to be a better person through and through. Nice man. I mean, lots of ways you can do that. So hopefully I just kind of pick one and stick with it, but yeah. It's going to be a new kale 2022. I don't need to be a, a nicer person. I have a good balance of being an asshole and then being a teddy bear. So, okay. Yes. Go ahead. Anyways, my waiting for your shower is, thought. Um, so, you know, when like you're watching sports, it usually abbreviates the team name to three letters. Yeah. When Sweden is playing Denmark, it's Swe versus Den. So that's Sweden. The other remaining letters from each of those countries spells Denmark. How crazy is that? Nuts. Nuts, Sweden, bro. Sweden, it spells Sweden. And the next remaining letters are Den, oh. the end of Sweden, and then Mark, the end of Denmark. You know what? And you know the show, uh, the Midsummer movie you just watched? It was based in Sweden, right? Yes. And one of the lines that one of the guys said, it actually makes, it makes total sense. It said, why are all the women in Sweden so good looking? And the line was, well, because yeah. back in the ancient Viking days, the Vikings would just take all the good-looking girls and bring them here. Which, so if you think about it, like I've watched the show Vikings, and it makes sense. Like the strong Vikings who just murder people for fun, they would just grab whichever girl they wanted. So it makes sense. Like that. that's why Sweden is so good-looking, is because like all the Vikings just grabbed all the beautiful women and were like, "You're coming to our country." So the Vikings know what they were doing, eh? Yeah. Um, also, you heard it here. You heard it here first. The world juniors will be canceled. Yes, you heard it here first from minimal filters. The world minimal filters. Pass. I'm gonna make a post right now. Yeah, you should because I think it will you be. You heard canceled. it here first. Let's take all the credit when it gets canceled for sure. Um, you should send me a clip of this and I'll post it. Okay, I'll try to. I don't really know how to do that. Um, all right, quick note: we're gonna take one the first week off in January. Um, We've been working way too hard at this. Too much effort's putting into this, right? Kale? Time to recover. Plus, yeah. school is going online, which means we're going to be online a lot on our computers long enough for the first week. Um, we'll need time to just relax and you know better ourselves and wind down from this amazing yeah. break that I'm not if, having. If you've made it this far in the podcast, which I'm sure only a rough, I think the numbers are about sixty-eight percent of people make it to the end of our podcast. Is when I Ooh. when I last looked at. If you make it this far, thank you for all your help this year. It means a lot. You guys give me butterflies in my stomach. You make me blush. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I'm gonna get it nice and soft here for you, Kale. You know what we should actually do? Uh, if you're listening right now, DM us a smiley face, just so we can see how many nice. of you loyal see fans how many people the whole way through. But there's also many people who are gonna be like, I don't want to go through the effort of DMing these guys. So it's okay. We're going to assume that the thousand people listen to this podcast all the all are want to DM us, but they don't want to go through the effort of that. So. Yeah. All right. You got any more final notes or can we wrap this up? Uh, my only final note I have is I hope you all had a Merry Christmas and have a happy new year. And everyone comes out of 2021 looking to better themselves for 2022. All right. Thank you guys. Uh, yeah. Have a great rest of your year. Happy new year. Hopefully, hopefully that my COVID brain didn't, you know, lower my, uh, Oh, it is right now. What's where we're Oh, just say okay. thanks, guys. Just say thank thanks, you. Guys. I'm gonna end it. Damn it. All thank right. you all. All right. Yeah, thanks, man.
Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.